last week on Discount Heroes. The wolf skin and fur melts away, hundreds of voices shouting in triumph as the ground shakes with their words. The verdant greenery retreats into the earth, the wolves and other beasts dissolving away. I think I just need to rest for a little while. Don't ever let someone fall asleep whose mind you're inside of. Oh, God. Each of you find yourselves alone in a swirling blackness around you. Witches get stitches. And I punch her as hard as I can. Who's sucking who? The vampire starts screaming in agony. And as the sound screams through the air, this (laughs) demon anthropomorphic rabbit thing starts to melt into a pile of ash. No, we do it together. All right, Mom, thanks. And then I help. And it is destroyed and you wake up on the ship. I don't know that I wish to come with you, Nox. I have been myself for so little time. There were a couple of other places that I learned of that they were planning to travel from. There was one spot on the far other side of the ocean in the lands of the the Tridents. Of course, the map. I mean, <laughs> that's our biggest lead right now. And if we have to fare the oceans to get there, well, I, I can't. Welcome to Discount Hero. <laughs> Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. For a chaotic character and story-driven real play podcast, we're a group of five friends who've known each other for 16 plus years. We've played countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much. My name is Brent. I'm the DM here. We got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? My name is Tyler. I am playing Copes, the Circle of the Stars Druid. My name's Aaron, and I'm playing Dimarok, the Tiefling Bard. And if you're hearing this episode, you are my favorite fan. This is Jared, playing the part of Thrasher, the Human Barbarian. And this is Matt, playing Nox Longfoot, the Gnome Wizard. Competent as fuck, boys. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to introduce myself as all the characters that I've played in the whole campaign. Me too. And on that day, we'll probably be done, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. All right. So everybody, we have completed another arc of the campaign. 
chapter two complete. Only 67 more chapters to go in a story. Yes. God, I hope not. <laughs> How many more chapters left, actually? Uh, pro- Probably two. Two to three. Maybe two and then the end game arc. Fuck yes. Mm. You know, but then we'll we'll start looping in some other universes, so we'll have our extended universe. Discount Harengers Endgame. <laughs> Harengers. So I thought we'd talk about uh you know I thought this campaign was actually longer than the last one. Tyler pointed out that it is almost exactly the same number of episodes as the first arc. I think it's ten extra. No, we, we ended the last one on 29, and now this one will be 61. So, And 30 was the uh, questions episode that we did. Oh, I thought we ended on 25. We're so consistent. Yeah, it's, re- it's remarkable what you can do when you don't try that hard. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised at what you can accomplish just by uh, putting a little bit of effort. Just phone it in, you know? Yeah. Just show up. <laughs> And see what happens. You know, you, you get a 90-page untitled document. Turns out that's a campaign. It's 90 pages now, <laughs> by the way. 90? Is it seriously 90 pages? Yeah. Jesus, when do we get to see some of that? I mean, you can see it now. It won't help help you. <laughs> <laughs> you got 90 pages? I have one and a half. I just... <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if I'm doing something wrong. Well, if you had 90 pages, I would definitely want to read what you had written 90 pages of <laughs> for 90 pages. <laughs> I skipped my turn. I was just sitting there waiting. They did some cool stuff. It's just all work and no play makes Demi a dull boy over and over and over <laughs> and over. So I thought we would uh, open up this week's episode, not with a regular question, but with an irregular one. Let's talk about what are our favorite moments of this current arc here. I'm a little upset that you had the audacity to say we have regular questions because we have gone from Facebook memories and Poppy's coupons to all sorts of random shit. Uh, Steven. Um, <laughs> Steven. All right. Favorite moments from Mark 2. Demrocks in order. Getting lost in the cage with Rodney and discovering what it's like to live life without magic music. That dog painting that I got. That's pretty cool. Hope he shows up some more. (laughs) Getting to work on the ship. The froggy. That was cool. I added some nice board. And, um... That... What was made? A sable. (laughs) And that's... (laughs) That sable was a lady. That was cool. That's my favorite. Uh, my favorites would be Campfire Canabines Kit because there's something about that southern draw. Um, draw. It's boot licking sweet. Uh, Sir Thorn Blackwood and the sword. Loved that. I loved when he came <clears throat> out of the sword. That was super cool. Drux. I mean, legend. The, the legend himself, Drux. Uh, and then the lastly would be the last fight and trying to shake away the fear. I thought that was a really fun element that brought a lot of really wild and creative actions. Uh, and that was super cool. Uh, Aaron, you have something to say? Yeah, I'm raising my hands. I saved the best for last. My newfound Lord and Savior, Lash. 
<laughs> I did not forget about and has guided my decisions thus forward. I praise thee. I would say spinning the wheel was really fun. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. How did you forget about that? It was exceptional. Um, the animal party. <laughs> Twice. Great. The animal tower. The animal tower. And um, I'm pretty sure I helped a whole bunch of salmon. Fuck. So. <laughs> well, you do speak salmon like we heard. Yeah. The more recent episodes. And I saw him rowing down that river, you know. I get it. Yeah. Fish eggs. <laughs> Fish eggs. Uh, yeah, the wheel was awesome. Meeting uh, all the guys in uh, Moore's Metallum. Dope. I got that cantrip for 20 minutes. Cool. <laughs> Had it. What'd you use it on? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and just being in the wizard school and like every obstacle in front of us, I'm just like, well, let me see if I can just smash through and it just works every time. That was awesome. They didn't build their, their puzzles for barbarians to solve. Not thrasher rated. How many did we get right? How many did you get right? I think, man. The initial adventure into the tower was really good when you encountered like the uh, the undead monster thing. Yes. That you then eventually fought. Oh, and encountering Professor LaFire again when you guys wow. were not expecting it. You mean La Water? I, I don't I don't I don't like that change, so <laughs> <laughs> Lash was really good. I didn't expect y'all to hit on it so hard, especially one one of you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, copes. Fucking never know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Y'all's reaction to Kit's head exploding was really good. <laughs> that whole fight was great. Drux ended up being so much better than I anticipated. I really just <laughs> thought he'd be in for that one episode, just so I could, you know, showcase like, oh, here's stuff that you missed. But he's turned out to be a great character, and he's standing behind us right now. Yeah. Is he the Shadow Man? <laughs> we don't talk about him. The Shadow Man. The secret fifth player. Fan favorite. And honestly, I also really liked uh, y'all's level up sequences in that floating island realm where y'all encountered your yourselves <laughs> and had to talk to yourselves for once. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. Especially Tyler. That was great. Man, he killed it. Brubna. Ah, and we cannot forget. The greatest pun of all time. What, barnacles? The barnacles! Thank you for remembering. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, it was, though. It really was. We fought our foes several times. And let's let's not forget the outros. The ogre outro. <laughs> the uh, octopus outro. Not in it. Uh, the Catman Jones outro. We had some legendary outros this arc. Fantastic. The witch intro was this arc too, right? And what about all the um, the anniversary cakes we received? That's not funny until they start sending us cakes. We cannot make them think they're actually sending cakes. We've received zero cakes. Where are the cakes at? And it's messed up, guys. Either that or Matt's been t- taking them. I even saw Catman bake a cake. Is it in my house? Nope. Is it in my house? Maybe. 
Matt already ate it. Not anymore. Matt intercepted the package. He, <laughs> I saw you sleeping outside. He's been checking that mailbox every day. <laughs> you know, he did actually say that at some point, that he's been swinging by your house every day. It's a joke, guys. Come on. So yeah, Tyler, Wall of Taters, great job. <laughs> I don't think I would have thought of... I, w- I don't think I would have thought of that. One of my better moments. Real quick, can we go to our Discord and get some favorite moments? I don't know about real quick, but... We'll just make him up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Marco from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really a Marco from Spain. He said there was. There is a Marco in Spain. Oh, thank yeah. God. Oh, oh, looking here on our Discord, Catman Jones just posted, I really loved all them dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Catman. Uh, look forward to seeing you in season three where the dick jokes get bigger. <laughs> well, they're not getting any smaller. Oh, guess that means we're not going to be talking about Steven. Steven. Matt, you did a great job at inventing all the details that I asked you to invent on the spot. Matt was not prepared to be asked those questions. I, I've sent a, a a very strongly worded letter to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. Aaron, you got a belly button ripped from your belly. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nobody mentioned that on purpose. It was great. It's a great moment. God, it was emotional for me. I gotta say, <laughs> when you when you made your Ring of the Ram a belly button ring was one of the happiest I feel like I've ever been. Yeah. Like you jumped so hard into the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, and I need you to know I love you for it. Honestly, it felt like it'd been there all along, Matt. And it just <laughs> You were kind of fulfilling something inside of me I wasn't willing to accept, I think. I said it then, and I'll say it again, Matt. You made that decision, and now we all have to live with it. You're welcome. <laughs> Jared, you just did a, you did a great job playing the straight man. Thanks, man. You always do. You always deal with them. Well, enthusiastically is not the right word, but you deal with them. I hate it. I would like to say that Thrasher's last fight, I don't think it's even in this. Oh, it, it is. We're it is. recording after everything. <laughs> <laughs> Time is weird on podcast. Um, it's true. What was your most creative fight? I loved that. And I've enjoyed thoroughly listening to it. Oh, when I was pretending to be a wizard? <laughs> well, when you put the roller skates on the octopus. the roller skates on the octopus. Oh, yeah. Summoning Shadow Thrash. All of it was. Well, thank you very much. Just walking away. Yes, just walking away. That's right. That was top notch. That whole episode is so funny, too. Anyway, just Matt knocks yelling, Who are you? And (laughs) Tyler's like, I don't don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That was great. Oh, look, an owl. That was a fun acting experience. And then you asked the owl, you were like, Who are you? Or who am I? Did I make a who joke to that? I hope I did. We we all tried. Okay. Nobody really landed a great one, but there was a decent one. Mm, was there? So, thank you for listening to season two. Yeah. I think we really appreciated it. It turned out great. We had fun. Yeah, we hope you guys can tell that we're having a great time, you listeners here. And that will someone so please help Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> He's posting on Facebook right now. Help please all right guys you guys ready for this one let's do it 
No. Let's do it. Super ready. You ready for the magic words? Please, Papa. On, I wrote <laughs> an incredibly long paragraph here. Please, Papa. No, do it now. So let's go ahead and begin the game. <laughs> Dude, that's a, what a wonderful laugh that you just did. <laughs> that's the laugh you need to be using in the out intro. It is the laugh. I did that laugh. It's one of my secret talents. Sounds great. A good laugh. All right. Let me get through this. In the last weeks, our intrepid adventurers defeated a bear in a dress and avoided aerial assault. You didn't say let's begin the game. I did. I sure did. did. And then you laughed. Put down the weed. <laughs> Let me get through this. In the last weeks, our intrepid adventurers defeated a bear in a dress and avoided aerial assault. They found a hidden passage behind a waterfall and avoided being eaten. They became imprisoned by surprise and rescued a douchebag. They encountered dozens of animals in human clothing and became some themselves. They explored an underground labyrinth and disturbed tortured spirits. They avoided the peril of a typical house cat and wielded powerful wands. They encountered the true outcasters for the first time and fled from their magic-absorbing amulets. They were attacked by tortured spirits in the form of a hideous dragon-like beast. They used a strange device in a wall, gaining some interesting quirks in the process. They trusted someone who they thought was a friend, but were betrayed. They encountered a sentient blade fierce with passion for courage and a hatred of cowardice. They encountered a long-lost cowpoke and helped him. They crossed a perilous bridge plagued by grasping tentacles. They encountered a long-forgotten god which forbade his worship, not that that stopped some people, and defeated its challenge. They passed through an empty void plagued by their own voices calling for help. They found the font of magic and died 11 times trying to get it right. Thrasher awakened to the powers of death metal. They ripped the belly ring from a treasured friend and ally for a greater purpose. They encountered the location where the ships were being built and hired on Doug and Helga as shipwrights. They watched Kit's head explode and avoided being pulled into the resulting void. They defeated the true outcasters and restored the lands to the people who lived there. They met a talking castle and were granted rewards for their service. They met a potential ally who turned out to be forgettable and useless. They spent an evening in friendship court, arguing for the bonds that they had created. They entered the mind of a sable to restore them to human form. They encountered oddly nostalgic memories, learning that the sable was Nox's longtime friend. They debuted a magical performance featuring amazing rat crobatics. <laughs> They clashed with beast, memory loss, more beasts, and nightmares in that order, but they pupated in time to try and save Andy. They defeated a great beast fat on the memories it had consumed with spell, song, axe, and a wall of bullshit. <laughs> Thank you. They encountered their deepest fears and overcame them, and in doing so, ascended to greater heights. And finally, they met Andy in the flesh for the first time and allowed her to return home. Looking towards the seas and skies, where will the winds take them next? Well done. Beautiful. Ooh. And now we're level eight. Seven. Seven. No, seven. Seven. I'm hitting reverse. Hey, hey, you said seven and a half. I did say seven and a half. What do we get for that? A second, fourth level spell? 
you get half of everything that you get for level eight rounded down. Right. Should we go ahead and roll our hit die? Yeah, let's just start with the level up. So yeah, you guys are level seven. Do it, Jared. Cue the level up music. Are you going to insert that there? I'll put it right there, yeah. That's what she said. Damn, Jared. I rolled my hit dice and got bad. Hey, Matt. Yeah. What's my hit die? D8. I'm rolling it. At a four. Brent, can I re-roll mine? No. Damn. You already re-rolled one. Yeah, but it's not a one this time. It was just bad. Oh. Yeah. He said, yeah. No. Too late. Oh, sweet. 11 this time. First hit I deal to Jarek will always deal an extra nine hit points of damage. I got a one. Have you already re-rolled yours? Oh. That's my second one. All right. A few other things about the level ups for our characters. Dimrock is going to get his first fourth level spell, which you guys will probably see in about nine to 12 episodes from now. I also get my fourth level spell. I also get my fourth level spell and three hit points. Dimrock has four hit points. Would anybody like to divulge what their new spell is? I know them all. He does know them all. I got two. I don't understand it and don't wish to. Ooh, you got wish? So what's, uh, what's everybody's beefy boy hit points at? I'm up to 40 total. Demrock's sitting at a cool uh, 55. Coates is at 48. I only rolled a 2, so now I'm up to 79. Damn, that's still quite a bit. Yeah, but it, uh, then I rolled an 11. It would have been so much better. Thrasher, how many cantrips do I have to give you for some hit points? One, man. I'll give you half of them for one. <laughs> now, I know this is maybe asking for a bunch in the moment, but if you have a, a scene that you would like to have play out that showcases some of your new skills, like, for instance, if you were an artificer, you might describe yourself tinkering with something that ends up being your next level ability. Something to think about. Don't have to do it now. I got one I would do. Oh, you do? I mean, just I've, we're improv right? So I've thought of just one just now. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. But it's something that I've also been curious about as my character. So like right after that fight, we're sitting around this big, wise oak, big, wise owl, and... Wait, that, we're not in the brain plane anymore. <clears throat> so I'm sitting around my buds on this on all these bunks, and like, uh, Andrew's still there, and... But Demrock kind of bows his head and like thinks about these moments and like realizes... Strength he's gained, dope tones he's been playing, and as that happens, his uh, two of his spirits pop out of his hood. We've got a moment of rest, and I'm like, "Where, brother, go? Like, where'd your dude go? It's been a while now. I thought he'd be back." And in that moment, I feel like they might like send me a little bit of their power, help me complete their conflict. That's like kind of where the level up. Oh, okay. I'd just like to know if they'd say anything to that. Mm-hmm. So they don't really talk, per se? Correct. It was last time we did more like yes or no questions. It's like, hey, do you know where your, you know where Sonus is at? And blink once for yes and twice for no. 
They blink once. You safe right now? They seem to think on that for a moment, and then they it, they give you a tentative yes. Ooh, like a, one and a half. Like, like a cautionary yes. Alright, well, we still need to help him, right? They give you an emphatic yes, and they float around you, two of them kind of snaking around both of your arms, eventually resting each one, one each in your palms. And then they levitate up in the air, and then they approach your chest, and then do a little circle around where your heart is. You know, I love you guys, man. I'm honor-bound at this point to help you, so... Hey, the time comes, just steer me in the right way, and I'm there for you. We'll help your brother, and I'll figure out what happened to you guys. They dance excitedly. And uh, start kind of frolicking through the air, playing these little whistling noises that just hum harmonically in the air with each swoop. Demron joins in peacefully. I dig it. And you're level seven. Level seven! Anyone else want to do something? You don't have to. It's just if you have something in mind. I will do something. But I don't have anything. Okay. (laughs) I would if you made me. I do want to approach Thrasher, uh, and I'm going to uh, put a solemn hand on his, you know, kneecap because that's about as high as I can reach. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, uh, we're gonna get you a fucking cantrip, and I give him my original cube. <gasps> you were able to get one from some sort of weird cube off my dead body, so I don't know if you have to wait for me to die first. Um, hopefully not. But I think I think we're gonna figure this out one way or another. I, I'm a, I got this new Andy cube, so I'm gonna look into this one. Maybe you could tinker around and and try to f- figure it out. Well, thanks, man. That that means a lot. Uh, if you need a goblin cut in half or something, you know, I'm I'm your guy. Oh, I know you're my guy. You've uh you've given me plenty of rides and you've cut. Honestly, concerning number of goblins in half. I haven't even known you that long, but I feel like you've cut a lot of goblins in half. Guys, can, can we talk? So you're you're definitely my guy. Can we talk about something else, guys? About uh, what? Did, did, did you know? Did you want to hear about the goblins? Or I'll talk about cutting goblins in half. There's actually a lot more about the technique than people really. Everybody, oh, you just swing the axe real hard, you know. But way more. In, 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 what? What? Yeah, I'm curious too. All right, mostly you swing the axe really hard. Oh, that's where I went wrong. I don't flargle buns. Come on. Oh, oh, he might be sensitive to this thrasher. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of this conversation, but to, to Thrasher's point, you know, it's right here. He points to a spot on his forehead. He's like, "That's where you want to cut. You want to cut mm-hmm. a goblin's head in half." Trust me, I know. Is it that weird soft spot you have right on your forehead? <laughs> Is it your goblin fontanelle? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's right. Our fontanelles never close. <laughs> <laughs> also, did you say you know that from experience? Uh, yeah. Are you a goblin? Yeah, I'm a goblin. What do you mean? Uh-huh. Goblins kill other goblins. What's he eating? 
I'm sorry, I can't do that joke again. Never mind. Can't, no. He said no. he's a goblin. Oh, I get it. Okay. I look at him real close, eye to eye, and I just say, I'm on to you. And then I walk away. You just see, it's, it's just like, look, you just see like battlefields behind his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Untold horrors within. One more piece of the puzzle. We spent years in goblin Vietnam. All right, guys, are we ready to, uh, are we ready to take off? Where are we going? The ocean. We've got the map. The map of woman, but where are we heading? <laughs> the ocean. North. Down to her south seas. We're going just into the middle of the ocean for no reason? No, we were going to head north by the tridents. There was some sort of spot marked on a map. Ah, that's all we had. That's right. We're going to find the trident. Because, well... Well, Andy had something marked on the map. I mean, it was some sort of place up there was involved in whatever happened with the tower being teleported or the battle in the sky. I'm not really sure what's there. That's right. The map had three locations marked, one of which was the Wizard's Tower at Outcaster Isle. One was in the center of the repeating planes, and the other one was what you know to be the Trident's lands, their continent. You know who you might find there, right? Rick. Rick! Yeah, that'd be dope. Let's go see Rick. Captain? I wouldn't mind catching up. Yeah, we've got 30 more episodes. we got to get to him. He's got to hear Ark 2. <laughs> he missed the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're just going to fly over the oceans. I mean, we got an airship. we got a map. we got a captain. Okay. So Copes flips his hat out into a pirate hat. Mm-hmm. Runs to the wheel. To the seas, bros. And I'm going to steer us towards the ocean. All right. You sit upon your nice captain's chair and take off. That's a question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've seen that there have actually been a number of improvements made in just the short time that you've had Doug and Helga on the ship. I was going to ask about my chair. What's it look like? Uh, roll a perception check. 16. Holy shit, it's Birch. It's Birch? <laughs> <laughs> so I recognize that? Yeah, you recognize it's it's Birch. I mentally message him. Birch, you chair now? No, I didn't think you'd notice this quick. Why? I can come with you, please. Yes, you chair. You have to come with me. <laughs> so does it literally just look like the mannequin Birch sitting in a sitting position? Yeah, exactly. With his arms to his side. <laughs> with his arms to the side, yeah. Like that. <laughs> he's please uh, trying to hide in plain sight. <laughs> you sit in my lap? Birch, oh, you nice chair. I sit in your lap. Yeah, I'm just going to sit down. They don't want me at Alcaster Isle. I have nowhere to go. Who say that? Who? They. They. Don't make me name names. <laughs> Is it Fog? Yes. <laughs> Fog him. You come with me. Fog him. Birch you. <laughs> Does he have any kind of wooden genitalia? No. <laughs> we were all thinking it. No, we weren't. No, we were not. <laughs> no, it's just, sol- it's, it's just solid hardwood. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, I fashion a uh, wooden genitalia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna sit in his lap and say, "You come with me," and uh, I'm gonna steer us. I'm gonna take off. Maybe we find a way to help me somewhere. No, probably not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Cope sets a sick new chair. Thanks, bro. Doug and Helga are making some nice upgrades. Yeah, they really uh, took their time on this one. No genitals, though, huh? No, I asked him specifically not to, because I had to sit here. <laughs> Don't pull out your weird tentacle stick. You may start feeling something under your chair. You know he doesn't pull out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's just keep that so raunchy so fast. All right, so you take off in the ship. Can I roll a perception check to see if Drux is on board? <laughs> yeah, but you have to roll with disadvantage. Why? Is he hiding? I don't remember what he looks like. <laughs> <That's over. laughs> a 10. A 10? It's pretty good. You don't see him anywhere. <laughs> that, creep, that creepy guy is gone. Who? The dude from the cabin. Don't remember. When we were animals? No, I don't think so. Hmm. The rock? No. Have you seen my chair? It's a good-looking chair, man. Right? All right, we're going to leave. It looks a little human-y, <laughs> which is a bit odd, but... Demrock wants to be up in the, the Cope's Nest with the map. Maybe, like, uh, pointing the directions out. Okay. I have, a, I have a short little description for you guys setting off. Ooh. As you prepare for your next adventure, you look over the continent that you're leaving behind. Seems like... So much has happened in such a short period of time. It's hard to believe it's only been a few months. Feels like at least a year has passed. Looking over the beautiful rolling, sharp green grass, dancing alluringly in the wind. Looking over the repeating plains with their majestic and consistently identical mountains. And for a moment, you remember what it was that started it all. A nervous gnome fretting over his dropped papers and dolls. As you look over at the scenic ocean, monster octopi, dolphins, and windsurfers vying for aquatic do dominance. Did you say windsurfers? <laughs> There's like a badass windsurfers? Yeah, let's unpack that for a second. Yeah. What? Let's go ahead and touch on that. What are they riding? Windsurfboards. You have to wonder, where will this adventure take you next? End of episode. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to throw the windsurfer in there. I immediately grab Doug and Helga and I point at the windsurfers and I say, I need one of those immediately. Hey, can you make it like four of them? Four of those immediately, Doug. Doesn't, uh, doesn't seem like a good idea, really. Doug, do we pay you to fix stuff or make stuff or do we pay you to give us advice? Uh, I don't, I don't think we get paid, but. Yeah, we don't pay you. So make the windsurf boards. <laughs> Dimrock does not agree with unpaid labor, and he tossed down 200 gold, 100 each of them. Oh, wow. Thank you. We make extra nice ones for you. Hey, thanks. Just um, here's an extra 150 apiece. Just make extra nice ones for everybody. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to have a talk with your supervisor about this. Or no boards. 
All right, sorry, Brent. Carry on. Mm -hmm. You did this. I know. Are are you wanting to talk to Fargoburn? I don't particularly, but (laughs) they do. (laughs) Matt's the one who decided he needed to speak to their supervisor. No, I just left to have a private conversation with Flargobuns. Yeah, what do you need, Knox? I'm kind of busy here. These guys are not getting shit done. I have no windsurfboard. Wait, what's he doing that he's so busy? (laughs) (laughs) An excellent question. He's just uh, smoking a cigarette on the side of the ship. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many pina coladas have you had today, Flargo? Uh, Pina saladas... Braddock cut me off. Uh, she cut me off at about 4 a.m., so. Jesus. <laughs> my man. I got one after my own heart. You know it's well past time to switch to Bloody Marys. Well, don't worry. Don't worry, Knox. I'll have a word with my underlings. Somebody's got to keep things tight around here. And obviously, that's Flargle Buns. Putting a lot of faith in you, Flargle. It's like right after I'm done with this work here, and he takes a drag yeah. of his cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a season of the bear. Is he smoking on the boat? No. Knox? Yes. Damn it. D- do you want one? Please. I take the cigarette from Florida Buns and bring it to Goat. Oh, man. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, uh, I snap it in half and throw it off the boat. No, I don't, because Brent will set the forest on fire. I <laughs> put it out on the deck. <laughs> No smoking on the boat. Since when has that been a rule? You heard the captain. (laughs) You're going to catch my chair on fire. It isn't. It is a nice chair. Tell him, Birch. He's telepathic. I can't. I can only talk to you. He he said no smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell's Birch? Don't worry about it. All right. All right. So you take off over the ocean? Heading north. The waters seem pretty calm today compared to what you're used to on the coast as you approach out to sea. You only catch a brief glimpse of a giant monster squid or octopus or dolphin or a a giant sea urchin that just rises out like a spiky orb before submerging back down into the ground. (laughs) I'm sure that's nothing to worry about. And as you go out to sea, the water just seems to calm down. Looking behind you, you can just see the barest glimpses of Al- of a Alcaster Isle and the continent that you came from. Ahead of you, it's just pure sky and pure ocean ahead. Dimrock starts playing Aqueous Transmission by uh, Incubus. Ooh, Copes eat some mushrooms. It's just, it's a lovely time of um, peace among. Y'all want to scoop down and get a closer look at the ocean? Yeah, it looks beautiful, Doc. Okay. I mean, it seems pretty calm. Yeah. I'm going to nose down and uh, get about 20 feet above the water. Okay. And cruise. All right, so you cruise along. See that uh, as you near the surface of the water, it starts to surge and bubble a little bit. And as you continue flying across at a steady pace, about 20 feet above, you almost see like a scattered movement, like something is frantically either following you or you're catching the attention of something just beneath the surface of the water. 
So it's just like a roiling bubbling that follows underneath the ship. I imagine we're all... Well, I'm at least looking over the edge. I don't have to, like, stay on the wheel, right? I mean, once it's pointed. No, once it's... Yeah, when, when you're cruising, you're cruising. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hanging over the edge. It's like, hey, Knox, do you uh, you see this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a bit odd. Can we see anything under the water, like discoloration? Ooh, you can roll a perception or investigation check. Looks like a bunch of skipwrecks to me. Get that one. <laughs> Is instead of skipjack? Oh, because they hit the surface. A fifteen investigation. So the water seems to be surging with movement, almost as though like when you've gone freshwater fishing, you toss like bait in the water. Or I guess yeah, that doesn't really happen then, because I'm trying to put this in context, but. It's like when you dump a bunch of bait in the water and the fish swarm around. That's the kind of movement that you're seeing beneath the surface. Oh. Uh, it, it looks like you've chummed the waters, my friend. There's a lot of activity down there. With our presence. Yeah. Did you say there's cum in the water? No, ch- chum. Chum. Is there... Chum. Oh. I mean, I, I look around. Did anybody come in the water? <laughs> well, I'll see you guys later. I'll talk to you guys later. Damn it, Florida Buns. Just lights another cigarette. That's why you were smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we want to get closer or hang him off? <laughs> we get any reaction? Yeah, we can try to get a bite. Are you saying we should fish? <laughs> Let's fish. Can I tie a pigeon onto a rope and throw it overboard? Pigeon. You, you got a spare pigeon? I feel like we stocked up. It's been a week. I got you, man. And then I pull out something from my bag of tricks. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Isn't this just a bag of weasels? Uh, so far, it has been. We have to see. Brent, what is it that I roll? Is it a D6 or no? It's a D8. It's a dice. I got a four. I think the weasel was six, but it's probably a four. It is... A creature called an axe beak. It is a tall, flightless bird with strong legs and a heavy wedge-shaped beak. Perfect. It got us flightless. So it's flightless, <laughs> but not fightless. Can I have it? Yeah, man. Toss it. Alright, I tie a rope around its neck, and I do not tie the rope to the boat. I hold on to it. And I do not wrap it around my wrist or secure it to myself at all. <laughs> Just gonna hold on to it. Here, man. And I hand him my immovable rod. Thanks, bro. I'm going to hold that in my left hand and then toss the bird over with the rope in my right hand. So have you stopped the ship? No. We're trolling. Oh, we're trolling. Yes. Because <laughs> the immovable rod will not work well on a moving ship. I take back my immovable rod. Oh, come on. I thought we had stopped. You click it and it's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Copes is just hanging like... You, you go to the very front of the ship and click it just over the bow. <laughs> Brent, you gotta keep that to yourself. That's that's a secret move. That is a good move. Okay, Thrash, I might not want to hold this while it's moving, but keep it in handy. Yeah, I didn't think about that, man. You just be careful, all right? Okay. Just hold on to the rope tight, Copes. It's fine. Wrap it around your waist or something. No, no, I'm just gonna hold it. All right, I dangle the axe beak over the, over the side of the ship. Into the water? No, 18 feet, two feet above the water. Oh, okay, okay. And you're you're still moving on the ship, right? Yes. Okay. 
you get a reaction nearly immediately as grasping tentacle arms reach out and immediately try to take hold of this uh, axe beak. I jerk it. Up, upward? Yeah. Set the hook! Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Hey, Brent, what's your thing with tentacles, huh? They're in the water, man. It's fine. <laughs> There's no wish fulfillment going on here. I'm not weird. You're weird. Oh, no, it's into gay anti. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it attempts to snatch it up, but you pull it free just just as it's about to grab, grab hold of it. There's something in the water. And the water starts to surge forth with bubbles as this thing is darting along the surface, keeping pace with you. Coach, let it eat before you set the hook. Oh, you're right. I lowered a foot. You lowered a foot? It tries to grapple on with one of its tentacles, and wow, still failed. It cannot get a hold of this thing. Coach, your bait is out of the water. <laughs> drop it in. Oh, sorry. I drop it four feet so it's in the water. Okay. I'll give it advantage this time. It skewers it with its uh, its long talons at the end of the tentacles. It skewers it a few times and starts trying to pull it down into the depths. How big is this thing? Well, you can just see the. it's got three of its uh, tentacles grabbing onto it. Each one looks to be about, from what you can see, 10 feet long above the surface of the water. Thrasher, hold me! I grab him. Yeah, I want to roll a reaction to help. You're in the coat's nest. <laughs> with Thrasher holding me, I want to hold on as long as I can, like, without obviously just getting yeeted off the ship. And Dimrock does shout it down, Guys, he's got one on the line! And as he does that, he casts uh, Enhance Ability, and I cast Bears Endurance on Coke. Nice. Well, whichever one is the strength one. Yeah, I got you. I think Bear is Constitution, but I got you. you. I thought that afterward. Maybe Bull. Or... Bull Strength. Bull Strength, yeah. All right, so that gives you advantage on your strength check, Copes. And, and since Thrasher's helping you, I'll give you an extra plus two bonus to the roll. Okay. That's a nat 20. Nat 20. Hey, oh, <laughs> baby. A nat 20, baby. So why don't you narrate that for me? I feel it pulling hard, trying to pull both you and your axe beak down into the depths. What do you do? I lock my hooves against the side of the, the ship on the rail and I lean back into Thrash while he's got his arms wrapped around my chest and I pull this thing heftily out of the water. <laughs> okay, you rolled a nat 20. I want to at least see its face, yeah. As soon as it breaks the suction of the water, it just flings upward, up above the ship. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so all that surface tension is gone. How big is it? Each one of its tentacles looks like it's about 25 feet long. Its head is is 15 feet tall. Oh my Whoa. god. It's flying up in the air. Water, it, its shadow fully encompasses the ship. I let go. <laughs> Roll it back. Yeah, I let go of the rope. That's too much sashimi! <laughs> Catch and release! I didn't think it was that fucking big! What the fuck is that? Oh my goodness, fucking go! <laughs> Here's my thought process. If I let it go and we're still moving, we should just sail under it, right? I rolled in that point. Kind of like an immovable rod. That thing could not land on our ship. <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> Come on, it could do the outro for us. 
We already had one octopus. So I'm going to let my rope go. <laughs> All right. And it, it's falling down. So the wind is catching it. And you see it's trying to grab like the tentacles around the ship as it falls down. And then you just do a snake maneuver and snake out the ship from underneath it. No, I'm moving fast enough. I just outpace it. And it just falls and, and does an enormous slap into the ocean as it lands back down in the water. Dimrock holds up a sign with a tent. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's our best belly flop I've ever seen! You see Copes clip-clop over to the wheel and move up to 40 feet above the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not what I expected. But pretty rad. Yeah, I think the ocean's bad. I think the ocean's bad. Yeah, I think the ocean is bad. Everyone knows that the most horrifying creatures on our planet are living down in the depths just below the surface. As the as the octopus falls back in the water, you just see the water split and an enormous mouth opens up and then just catches it. Oh, no. no. All right, Bruce, what the fuck? Okay, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? How high can this ship go? Yeah, I'm going to tilt this bad boy up. <laughs> we got to use smaller bait. All right, Brent, this is for you. I run up and tilt the ball forward. Okay. No! <laughs> hey, guys, going to need a bigger boat. Thank you so much. Somebody had to. For, for just the way you love me. <laughs> Copes, that was impressive. It was also stupid. Ill-advised, yes, but impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. How fucking rock and roll. Well, now we kind of know, right? Yeah, and <clears throat> if we ever need sushi for a thousand people, you know, we know <laughs> where to get it. Very accessible. The ocean is the only place you get. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go up to like, I don't know, I'd say at least 150 feet. <laughs> Keep cruising. Okay. So everyone gets to roll a perception check now. Yeah! Ooh, I get advantage on this because my goggles. A 12! I'm so bad at this stuff. 22. 5. Uh, 14. And I still can't roll a good perception check. Coast always gets it. Captain Coates, baby. You notice a number of things. There's a number of things. If you got a 14, it's odd, but there's a faint smell of smoke in the air. Though when you look around, you don't see any possible source for that. It's been lo long enough that you've left behind the continent behind you. There's not even sight of it but there's still this odd smell of smoke in the air. It's like something burning. Next up, Copes. Cigarette smoke or? No, not cigarette smoke. That's funny, but. Marble punch. <laughs> uh, Copes, you, you notice that there's actually something off in the distance. Um, it looks like a flying creature of some kind. What does it look like? Oh, you are a druid. It does. It is a winged creature, whatever it is, similar to the griffin that you spied previously, or that you encountered previously. Okay. And and roll a insight or history check. 
The same one. 16. Actually, you know, using your knowledge of uh, nautical tactics and uh, strategy, you get the sense that whoever this is, they are scouting you out. Looks like they're staying at a fairly consistent distance from you, but they're managing to keep pace, although they're a decent amount behind you. You said if you had a 14 or better, you notice it, right? The smoke. You notice the smell of smoke. Only Copes noticed the bird creature. I was going to start trying to perform if he's scouting me out. I was going to like look real cool. Your talent scout. <laughs> maybe, maybe do a drum solo, yeah. So he's behind us, right? Yes. And the wheel is at the back of the ship. It's at the front. Oh, it's at the front. And trees is plants. That's true. I'm going to call my party up, but facing away from the griffin to have a conversation. <laughs> you, the ship's still moving, right? Yeah, yeah. Ship's still okay. Hey, uh, hey, boys. Yeah, what's up? What's up, man? We're, we're being followed. Turn around and look. Fuck it, stop! I smacked the rash on the back there. Oh, sorry. I turned back around. Is it the paparazzi? It's the, it's the octopus. It's in the sky. It's a flying octopus? Oh, God, shut up. Listen, hold on. Listen. Yeah. We're getting followed. I don't think they know that we know. Dimrock looks. <laughs> oh, it's a griffin. It's quite a good distance away. It's probably, you know, about the size of a like a quarter in your vision. Okay, well, I have a question. Because when Knox looks, he has eyes of the eagle. Uh, which give me advantage on perception checks, but also in conditions of clear visibility, you can make out details of extremely distant creatures as small as two feet across. Whoa! This guy knows the fucking rules. Nice. (laughs) So what do you do? You have to like move some dials on your goggles or something to focus or? They've got lenses that like flip up like the sunglasses, you know, so I didn't even have the lenses down. Um, So I'm like, hold on, let me actually uh, try to look here. I flip the lenses down and adjust them. I'm like, oh, yeah. How did I not see that before? I should keep these on. So you can see it is a griffin. And in fact, you you think it may be the same griffin you encountered previously. There's a red-robed figure riding atop of it. But looking at that person's face, it is not the same person that you met last time. But they're wearing the same clothes. What you got, Knox? Good news, it's a griffin. Bad news, it's not the same griffin or the same guy. It's not clipboard guy. Do I see a clipboard? He's got a clipboard. He's got a clipboard. He's got a clipboard, guys. This <laughs> fuck, is our chance. Fuck, fuck. He's got a clipboard. What? Why is it good that it's a griffin but not the same guy? Because I that guy's dead. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Hey, I think I think it's best if we all. I think it's best if we all act casual. And as Dimrock says that, he starts rummaging around in his bag. And he wants to pull out a pair of pajamas he received roughly 30 or 29 episodes ago. Quite a while ago. And slip them on. Why are you putting pajamas on, Timmy? I'm trying to look casual. What does that mean? (laughs) We're in a stolen (laughs) ship. Let's just pretend like we own it. We do own it. That's a... That's right, bud. We do own it. No, but we but we do, Debbie. That hey, yes, you're right, Thrash. 
It's ours. Damn it. But it really is, though. That's they man. You're all God. You you got it. You're <laughs> you're convincing me. It's that's right. It's our ship. Do you remember what those pajamas looked like? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I think red with uh, Gryffindors on them. Thank you for wasting our time by asking, Brent. <laughs> no. They're they're red silk and they're monogrammed. What's a monogram? <laughs> well, it, it's, they, they have initials on them. I, I know. Okay. I didn't say what is a monogram. That's what I heard. <laughs> that is what you said, to be fair. I was laughing. I said, what is the monogram? It's TR. <laughs> Why is that so good? Because <laughs> it's Thrasher somebody, and I don't know his last name. <laughs> But to Dimrock, it's like the raddest. What's up, my boys? <laughs> I'm rocking them. Dimrock, the rock. All right, guys, we gonna take this Griffin out of the sky? How far behind us is he? I mean, obviously pretty far. I mean, it's clear visibility, maybe a, a mile. Oh shit! They're very steadily keeping pace. Doesn't seem like they're having any trouble st- staying exactly as far from you as they want to be. Hey, Captain, you think you could throw on some evasive maneuvers or something? Maybe we just outrun them. That's what I'm thinking, but I don't know how to. I mean, we're going as fast as we can. Can you make, like, a a big storm or something? I thought about that, but he's so far away, it's not going to matter. But it could hide us, you know? What do we need to hide for? What's funny, Jared, is I've been looking at this, but they're only, like... 40 foot like cubes or whatever so so it'd be like i wonder if they're hidden in that 40 foot storm over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Brent, let me ask you is the uh airship a willing creature uh <laughs> uh you'll have to cast a spell to find out can i make a quick comment brent said doug and helga had done many upgrades to the ship and the only one we learned about was Birch sneaking on them. <laughs> so there's probably like a f- couple things we might have. Can we can I call Doug to my side? Or Helga? Yeah. Doug, hey. Ship looks fucking dope. Gotta be honest. I know. What does all this shit do? Quick. I think that was Helga. Matt. No, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look, sorry, hold on. You guys uh, look, you get married for a long time, you know, you got the same habits, same hobbies, you start to look the same. Helga, my bad. Stuff looks awesome. What is it? Uh, so look here. He takes you down. He takes you down below decks. We're running. There's this pair of, of smaller lifeboats. It says with a pull of this lever here, we can drop them right onto the water. I don't really advise that, but, you know, in a... In a desperate situation, we may need to use them. Yeah, if we want to be bait. I got it. All right, what else? I hope you got something better, Doug. So far, you're murdering us. Well, we got the uh, the mounted turret that we put on the back of the ship. A uh, turret, yes. Is that like a large turtle or like maybe some kind of like awesome ferret? No, it's this <laughs> thing where... <laughs> Braddock had all these wands that you brought back, and we uh, loaded it up on this little mounted 
thing right here and you just need to give it a little bit of magic and hopefully it goes well. A little bit of magic. Hey, we got two guys <laughs> capable of that. So perfect. Of exactly that amount. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Dope. Anything else? We're working on some more things, but we don't want to give, give away the surprise until they're oh, ready. We're under attack, Helga. So, <laughs> be snappy. All right. We're under attack? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Look at my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you seem pretty relaxed. I'm so casual. Brent. Do you know hallucinatory terrain? Uh, yeah, I know. I know that. I know regular terrain. Yeah. Here's my thought. So it lasts for 24 hours. And it's 150 feet. Do you think I can make like some kind of island or something that we can hide the ship behind that he would sail over thinking that maybe he lost sight of us? And we could be behind it with the turret aimed at him? Oh, I see. I see. Like you're going to hide and wait or something like that? Yeah, so like almost, so if he's that far behind, here's what I'm thinking. The last 24 hours, we can conjure it, sail through it, and then stop. And to him, from that far back, it would look like it was coming out of the distance. So he would fly over the top of it, and we would be right behind it. Okay, but from his perspective, what, you would just disappear? It would look like we flew behind uh, an island or a tower or something. I see. Not a tower, but like a big rock in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Like maybe he just lost sight of us, dude. Like maybe we landed on it or something. Or something like that, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. There's yeah, there's some there's some logic to that. Hey, let's do this in character. So we can make we can make this illusionary mountain and we can hide behind it and ambush this guy, or we try to outrun him. I say let's get the hell out of here, man. Last time that other guy didn't seem like even a little bit worried, you know, until Knox scared him. He was a dork with a clipboard. Like, let's just sign his papers and then he'll leave. This isn't even their ship anymore. We have a new ship. This was recently built. No, we're on our ship. The jumpy is much smaller. Oh, no, we got the jumpy. Wait, do we still have the jumpy? You do. It's hanging on the side. Yeah, it's like a lifeboat. It's one of the lifeboats that they installed. Okay. It's how we get to the islands once we park our big ship. I mean, what, what, they said they were going to take our ship back? They said they were going to come with a, an army or something? I only see one griffin. I only see one guy. You want to turn around and just talk to him? Yeah, we could. What if we become the griffin with clipboard and he becomes the ship? What are you talking about? I don't know, Demi. Knox, get your clipboard. I got it. He thinks he's following us. Why don't we follow him? Yeah. Oh, yo cat tasting the chill. Exactly. I was trying to come up with a, I am the one who knocks with knocks, but I already did that one. Oh, okay, then we keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> then carry on. <laughs> so, do y'all want to run or confront this guy? What if we just stop moving forward and see if he comes closer? Yeah, what if we're just going the same way? Deal, I just stop. Alright. Maybe we're just two ships passing. Uh, yeah, I'll stop. I like that. Let's have a picnic. Oh, yeah. Okay. And worst case scenario, Copes, you can just pull another giant octopus out of the ocean and throw it at him or something. Deal. I go down to 30 feet and stop. I've got a bunch of 
octopus arm in my bag. And Dimrock starts like pulling out tentacle from that giant <laughs> octopus with Kit making some uh, <laughs> sashimi. So I'm going to do a couple donuts and park it about 50 feet above the water. Oh, I do have one question. I don't know if y'all said anything. Did we find out where the smoke was coming from? No one addressed it. <laughs> Not at all. It was super important, probably. In any case, so you, you park the ship. Are you watching the Griffin's movements? Sneakily. Yes. Knox is. I've got my ear horn of hearing out as well, in case that does anything. <laughs> it might not. I'm okay with he's not making any noise. But yeah. I'm listening. Right. Yeah, we're just casually stopping, wearing pajamas, having lunch. Just totally normal. With an ear horn. All right, Knox, you're focusing on him and watching him. You see as you stop, um, he halts for a second. You see the griffin flapping its wings to hover for a moment. It looks apprehensive, or at least the movements do. And then he starts... Um, not at a high speed, but starts uh, gliding towards your ship. Oh, he's coming in, boys. Look casual, my guys. Look casual. Dimrock lays on his back. Uh, one leg propped up. Head on the elbow. Head on a bent arm. Okay. so <laughs> roll, roll to look casual, everyone. <laughs> yes. Is that a... What role is that? A perception of you, right? Deception? How about deception? Performance? Yeah, if you're not feeling casual, then it's deception. If you are casual, then it's persuasion. I'm going to start doing push-ups. 13 to do push-ups. I got an 8. Nat 20. Jesus, Copes. Yeah, 25. Them rolls. Damn I got a 20 as well. 26. Damn, everyone's looking pretty casual except for Knox. He's tried to be casual. He like tried to do like the chair flip around thing where you sit on it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Riker sit? The Riker sit, yeah. I'm just a little shorter than I was last time I tried it, though, so I don't quite get my butt up on the chair. And His crotch hits the front of the chair, and he slides down. <laughs> he tried to do it, but it was a chair with arms, and he just... Oh, I have my nuts! <laughs> they got me in the beanbag, guys! <laughs> Dang, dude! I'm just gonna I'm gonna climb up and lounge in the coat's nest just oh so casually like I don't have a care in the world I just want to throw out there earlier when Aaron said cope's nest my first thought was it's so funny that we just all immediately call it cope's nest and my next thought was wait what are those called again (laughs) and it took me a good 10 seconds to remember it's the crow's nest because they're just the cope's nest in my head now All right, so you, you spend a few casual moments, Knox excluded, as you watch the griffin approach. And as it gets closer, you see that it's actually clutching something in its talons. Looks like it's got a large crate grabbed in those talons. And behind the crate, looks like balloons. Happy birthday <laughs> to someone. And after a few moments, the griffin flies up with some heavy flaps that blow your hair back if you have any hair. I think everyone's got hair here. It lands on the ship, dropping the crate on the deck. Who said you could land on our ship? Hey, what's up, guy? Excuse me, this is our... Wait, oh wait, no, this is not your ship. Okay. 
I see here on this form, this is not your ship. Or this is your ship. That's, wait, it's not or it is. You're confusing wait, me. What? Who are you talking to? It, the, I'm just so used to, I was just ready with the certain speech, but no, it is your ship. I see the notes here on the clipboard. It's, yes, of, yes. That's why we're so casual. Yes, you, you sent the correspondence, <laughs> didn't you? Don't we look casual? Of course, this is a, we're not nervous about you. This is not a stolen ship. Yeah. Who sent him our coordinates? I. <laughs> I did it. I, I did it. I sent him. Like, I was supposed to, right, sir? I hook my hammock that I'm laying in in the coat's nest onto one of the mass ropes and slide down it. Deck. Let's see. What's up, bro? Cash, bro. Yeah, it's about as casual as you can get. Hmm. It seems Theodore keeps some strange company these days. Who? The door? Yeah, we got a couple of them. Like, there's one down to the bottom and then one to each room. The, all, all. Yeah, there's doors all over the place, man. Uh, all the doors. What's, what's in the box? Let's unpack this Theodore thing real quick. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Yes, I have a description here. I believe uh, any gestures to you, Thrasher. He's like, you are Theodore Rossbeyer, heir to the Rossbeyer fortune. What? <laughs> Thrash? I'm not Theodore. Who's Theodore? Fargobuns, get up here! Oh, <laughs> man, you really just gotta dump that on. Oh, man. Oh. Or, okay. All right. Thrash. Okay. <sighs> Wait, Dasher. Look, we'll we'll go through this once he, dude. What the hell is in the box? Why are you acting so weird? What's going on? We're gonna talk about it, okay? Just let's figure out what's. Are you the? Are you Theodore? Wait, are these your pajamas, Thrash? All right, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's my real name. Is that why these don't fit me so good, <laughs> Dasher? Is this true? Well, I have some wonderful news for you, Theodore. Stop calling me that. It's Thrasher. What? Uh, it's my form here. It says Theodore. Or Teddy. <laughs> Ooh, Teddy! And uh, your, your parents are so happy to congratulate you on your 17th birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my! No! What? He's a teenage bucket! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. prepubescent! Thank you for listening to Discount Heroes. It is I, Raphael. Servant level four of the Rossbeyer family. If it is to your liking, please partake in hours of delightful fun at the hands of our hardy adventurers, the Discount Heroes. You may venture to have a sample of our questionable delights every Thursday, weekly. But if your tastes are a bit more refined, you may come chat with us and enjoy in the loftiest of articulations at our Discord server or Twitter channel at the DH cast. As always, this episode has been brought to you through the financial contributions of the Rossbeyer Corporation and viewers like you. 
As always, thank you for listening to The Discount Heroes, where questionable results are quite always guaranteed. Ruin my life! Happy birthday, Theodore! <laughs> you ruined my life. Theodore! Jared, I did not see that coming, to be completely honest with you. Thank you. I mean, I knew you were somebody, obviously, but I didn't think that. Yeah. Well, you knew he was Rossbier. I didn't. You had. I didn't. I did. You suspected. You didn't know. I did not know. That was great. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> 17th birthday. <laughs> I love that. That was perfect. That was great. Damn, the heir to the fortune. That was exciting. The heir. That's why he didn't flinch at that 12K? Yeah, that was a that was a fucking great reveal, Brent. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Huh. So good. Okay. Look, and I've been holding on to those pajamas. I knew the pastries were for you. I know. That was so funny. <laughs> so, like, I wish you would have thought I was Theodore first. <laughs> that would be good. Well, he had a description, and you're a demon, man. <laughs> But my dragon feet gave it away. God dang it. He works for my two human parents. Your parents are Ross Byers? <laughs> <They're>, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs>